What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uniquely Westbrook Podcast. I believe this is episode, uh, let's see, it's 40, 48, right? We should be on episode 48 right now, guys. Let's see. Yes, this is episode 48 of the Uniquely Westbrook Podcast. And, guys, I'm your host. Guess who? Timothy Westbrook II. (laughs) Yes, sir. That was my boy Herbert. My boy Herbert. Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We we doing it up though. We made it to the forty eighth episode, so we two episodes away from the fiftieth episode. Let's keep the pressure on. Keep on them. Yes, sir. Let's keep the pressure on them. Ah, guys. So let's see here. It is. Uh, Let's see, December 17th, um, two, no, 4, 4.02 in the morning. Let me go ahead and put my phone on silent. I'm working on my to-do list here. Let's see, I got the podcast. I got to make some ads. I got to uh, get a check from somebody. I got to make some menus, some flyers, some more ads, make some shirts, clean the house, make some beats, and mix some beats. I probably got to add some more stuff to this list, but uh, sleep. I haven't slept yet, so I probably should add sleep to the list. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. I'm just eerie right now. Boy, just like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a little soundboard going over here now. That's gonna be fun and interesting, right? You know what I'm saying? Boy, got a little soundboard and shit. We got the... Oh, yeah. We got the DJ horns going. Meow, meow, meow. You know what I'm saying? Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, man. Today's gonna be pretty crazy uh, I'm probably gonna be able to get to sleep uh, around five maybe if I sleep from five until I gotta be at my my shoot at uh, I said between 11 or he said he'll be there at 11 I said between 12 and 2 so he said I got all day I said I'd be there between 12 and 2, which means I'd probably squeeze in about a good five hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? A good five. It won't be bad. It won't be bad at all. I think Soteris and Amaya are still up, too. We was just cleaning up around the house. Amaya went to sleep on the car ride home, so she just been. She was asleep all night, and then she popped up like around 11, and just been at it all night long. Oh my God! 
<laughs> oh, we gonna have some fun with these things. I gotta turn that shit down, baby. So yesterday we talked about um, the war on music masters. Is it a real thing? Do we think it's a real thing? Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible that's a real thing. Let me sip my tea real quick. talking to my dad yeah I, the days run together now I don't know if it's yesterday or today who knows what day it is but I was talking to my dad at the shop let's call it yesterday pretty sure it was yesterday and um, I was telling him that I came to this realization that um, I don't think that racism is real right I was saying I don't think racism is real because I think that well mostly mostly alright so I think I think bullying exists right and when you look at bullying from a child's perspective from the most basic level all most things stem from bullying right when the popular when the popular girl bully you in school it's not that everybody else hates you they just choose not to fuck with you after that you know you know what i'm saying it's like in every movie you know Lindsay lohan come into the come to the school and everybody like fuck Lindsay lohan <laughs> you know what i'm saying they like Fuck that bitch. And they turn up on her ass and they take that one person to step in and fix everything. You know what I'm saying? That, that is where I think racism stems from. Because, like, alright. So think about it like this. You... You bullying, right? Now, this is why it worked. You bullying. And this is why it worked back then. When you bullying, you... What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the weaker person normally doing? They, they, they taking the L, right? So they like, oh, turn the other cheek. They wincing. They like, oh, you know, well, just... Um, don't hit me in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just take my lunch money and leave me alone. And and subsequently, that's what they did to um to the black community. You know what I'm saying? They told them, you know what I'm saying? Just just turn the other cheek. Blah blah. blah. But they said that while they was bullying. Um, and they taught us to get pushed around and to just let it happen because this, that, and the third. So then, 
What do bullies do? When they see you trying to take the higher road, they they want to fight you even more. You know what I'm saying? They want more action just because they see that you trying to stand up to them and shit. I'm gonna stop using this shit. That shit's too funny. I'm gonna stop using these. But, um, no, nah, that's real though. They will. Oh, shit. Fucking. Alarm went off. That's how you know I'm ready for today. I'm up above before the alarm. I can turn these other ones off. I'll turn them back on later. But, yeah, I need to find a different sleeping window. Actually, what I need to do is go to my bedtime thing. All right, anyway, now that that's done. So when a bully see you turn the other cheek and all that other shit, what do they want to do? They want to fight you even more. And we got to break this down to basic shit because we always put so much of this other, we put so much depth behind things that we, we can't even get to the root issue because it's just all these layers of depth. Everybody's trying to, uh, you know, define their point in the whole matter but it's just a root issue you know what I'm saying the nigga cheated on you it's cause he was gonna cheat on you regardless it don't really got nothing to do with you know what I'm saying him saying you wouldn't give him enough or you know what I'm saying none of that shit so let's do it like this on the root level, bullying is motherfucker, you know, picking on you, picking on you, picking on you, seeing that you're not doing nothing back. They're taking advantage of you. They're getting something out of it. Uh, they probably hurt at the house. Whatever whatever their situation is that they got going on at home. You know what I'm saying? They're taking it out on somebody else. Once they see that the person not fighting back, this gives them the okay to continuously repeat the behavior day in and day out until somebody stand up for the individual right so white people with slavery and the indians and all this other stuff the settlers however who uh, we can call them the colonists um they were bullies right now they are on or they won't even they think they feel like they are on the bullying the bullied side you know what i'm saying they feel like now black people bully them into situations and all the other shit because this is what happened bullying became unpopular you know what i'm saying bullying people became unpopular and as you can see, with the Trump administration, people missed bullying motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? People really, really, really missed bullying people. 
And I'm talking about on both sides of the fence. People was bullying for this person. People was bullying for that person. If you was wearing a hat, they was bullying you. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, the people who were the aggressors or who were made out to be the aggressors in the media were people who were normally the victims. They was getting pushed around in the streets and punched in the back of the head and blindsided and cussed at and yelled at. And because bullying is not popular, it's no longer a race thing. Standing up for somebody is just as popular as an, of a notion as standing with a crowd. You know what I'm saying? The person who stand out will draw more people to their side nowadays than they would back then. People rebel rousing. Everybody want to be the victor or the person who who can like make it all fucking better right to a certain extent so with that being said you got people who used to be and they still alive to this day if they not they passed it down to their children whatever whatever they they got it in their mind oh yeah we just hate black people because that's what you're supposed to do now, because they've carried out these traditions, they think, and I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about, because, you know, obviously, if you like in the KKK, I'm sure you got long, drawn out fucking reasons on why you don't like black people. But I've, I hear that it's, for them, it's not more so about like, it's just about separatism. They wanted to keep it separate. But... Say that to the people who pushing agendas because they fucked it up for you. Um, which is going to bring me into my part two of this podcast is agendas. But anyway, <clears throat> so now racism is pretty much just promoted to us. You know what I'm saying? It's promoted to us in every way, shape, form or fashion so that we kind of still feel it and now I'm not having a Morgan Freeman situation where I'm just like yeah if you want to be if you want to fucking get rid of racism you need to ignore it I mean I don't even know if that's true it could very well be true but what mostly need to happen is people need to stop trying to get over on people and stop bullying people because when you bully somebody you do it for no reason you do it because you heard about something, right? So saying, oh, I don't like that person because they skin color. Or, I don't like that person because they ugly. Or I don't like that person because this or that. Or that. Like, that's all just dumb reasons not to like somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's what bullies do. They just pick a dumb re- He's a dork. You know what I'm saying? Why, why, why are you fucking with him? He's got fucking glasses. You seen those fucking glasses on that motherfucker? Fuck him. You know what I'm saying? That's how they come at it. So, once bullying became unpopular, you started to see a change in the tide as far as people standing up for other other people's rights. And, I mean, you had to see this in an effort for them to 
finish off their ultimate agenda, which is um, um dude, I feel like the 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 main agenda is to how do you say it in the correct way? I want to say neutralize the urban community. You know what I'm saying? Subtly, though. Like, very subtly. So, let's take a trip. <laughs> Here we go. Let's fucking take a trip on this. So, um, my belief, my thought is that uh, okay so I was watching this is this is this is wrapped into I was watching an interview with Bun B and Pimp C's producer um, and he was talking about the agendas in hip-hop and I literally just got off of another video with um, was it somebody from Bone Thugs and Harmony or it was um excuse me it was not it was it was Wu-Tang Clan or Bone Thugs and Harmony let me see let's look it up let's get it right so the agenda yeah it's Crazy Bone so Crazy Bone was talking about the music industry's connection to private prisons. Now, if you watch this documentary that's on Netflix, they talk about how big of a role private prisons have played in the United States um, and how private prisons are some of these some of the companies that we love the most that's private prisons are some of their biggest cash cows right because what's what's um something that we don't really speak about is that we know we talk a lot about chinese sweatshops um what a lot of people don't like to understand or what a lot of people don't understand is when a lot of stuff is made in America, it's made in prisons, private prisons, right? So a lot of companies get their clothing and all of this stuff. They 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 made in America merchandise from private prisons, which means they can get this shit for cheap as fuck because my man's getting paid like ten cent an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they probably own the prison. They own the prison. They own the clothes. They own the sewing machines. old-ass fucking sewing machines, old-ass computers, shit that people just throwing away and donating. So it's a full cap. Right? So you tie that in with <clears throat> the, uh, the perpetuation of gangster rap and them pushing that to the top. Right? Like, if you notice, since hip-hop's creation, it was only at a positive point for so long. 
You know what I'm saying? It was positive for so long. And then it changed to drug culture. And then it changed to gangster culture again. And then it changed to, so it went gangster drugs, gangster, it's back on drugs again. And on top of that, they moving in with the homosexuality agenda. Now, the reason why I call it an agenda, and I mean, even, 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 even regular people see this. You know what I'm saying? No matter what your sexual orientation is, you can see it like it's blatant. Like, yeah, everybody, you want to see acceptance from everybody. And I'm not saying like Little Nas X shouldn't be a rapper. And he should be something classified as something else. I'm not saying that. If the nigga rap, that's what he do. Whatever. Who cares? But what I'm saying is, it's weird that, you know, during the Lil Wayne era, you know, the toughest rappers in the world kissed each other on the lips whether it was mob shit or not I don't really give a fuck about that it was just weird you know what I'm saying it's weird that you know niggas is wearing dresses or singing about how they clips got or they clips his dicks they got their dick sticking out make that nigga suck my dick it's just a lot of jail shit going on now <clears throat> am I saying that these dudes wasn't creative enough to come up with this shit on their own and that this is just some fancy wordplay that they use to get themselves more popular or that they use to play on da 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 I'm not saying that but what I am saying is we know that record labels choose what music to release and what music not to release. They'd be like, ah, I don't want that on the album. You know, put something else on the album. Or they choose certain artists to get behind and certain artists not to get behind. So why is that? Unless they push in some type of agenda. Because if it was all about talent, why sign them if you're going to shelf them? You know, we sign them just to put them in debt. Or what have you. It's like, why isn't J. Cole and Big Sean biggest rappers in the world? You know what I'm saying? Not saying that the labels ain't pushing them and not saying that this, that, and the third, but shit. I bet, I bet you they got some, a few discrepancies. Because I'm, I have the 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 feeling that it's not about the 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 better, the betterment of people. You know what I'm saying? It's like people who people who want better for themselves. First of all, are not falling into brainwashing. But when you're talking about what your kids listening to, they don't really they they just sponges. 
they not really, you know what I'm saying? They're not really like, and like all of that, all of that type of music, no matter what type of music we talking about, every type of music has been around hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Gangster rap always been around. This type of rap, that type of rap. These niggas been doing this, blah blah. blah. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, it seems like just how every black neighborhood got a lot of liquor stores. It's a lot of gangster rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's reflecting on what's going on in the community at large. And then T.I. would say in that one interview, oh yeah, you know, I got plenty of conscious records, but ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. You know, the moment they want to hear it, then we'll start putting it out. But until then, we're going to keep pushing this. Because that's just what we do. And then to an extent, I mean, where is he wrong at? He got into the music game to make money. This is how you make money. In the music game right now, this is how you stay relevant. So why not? But then you got to ask yourself, why is Future rapping about drugs? Like Future really, really drove the drug culture to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it, but before Future came out, niggas was really just smoking weed, like, and drinking lean and shit, low-key, you know what I'm saying, because of Texas, but Future put that shit on the map, Percocets and all that shit, and if that shit don't get you locked up for possession, if it don't sterilize you in some way and if it don't kill your ass you're gonna have a fucking crack baby you know what I'm saying you're gonna be addicted to that shit and can't take care of your financial responsibilities or something maybe I mean and, 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 and on the uppity upside the pharmacy is winning regardless because they the ones who fill the, the the first prescription. You know what I'm saying? They fill the first prescription, my nigga. So they get their bread off top, no matter what happens to the bottle after that. No matter where that script land. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, what about all of the white people that's addicted to meth and crack and all this stuff? What about them? Nigga, these people are military mindsetted. They don't give a fuck about no casualties of war. They know. They know some people ain't coming back. They ain't tripping. So, some motherfuckers just end up casualties of war. You know what I mean? Shit happens, man. So. You got. A lot of the artists. No matter who they working with. No matter how many views or streams. And all this other stuff. They just don't have. Mass media. Attention. You know what I'm saying? 
Why is that? Two theories. I got two theories. One, no matter how hard they work in the side of the industry, the message that they pushing is not something that's conducive to the agenda that's popping off right now. So until then, they don't have leverage. My second one would be that they maybe just go a little bit harder on YouTube. I'm saying if you go harder on YouTube and you never know what can happen you know you could blow you could blow up blow out the frame could you just never know you know some of these kids is building whole lives outside of needing to be a part of any industry Just direct to consumer with everything that they're doing until they, I mean, you know, they get their hands on YouTube. They already got their hands on it. They got their paws all up in that shit. But, you know, that algorithm is what's really doing the work. But yeah, so it's, it's people, it's people behind the scenes that really know what's going on with the agendas and uh, Crazy Bone said that at one point some people sat down and discussed where the future of music was gonna go where they felt like the future of music was gonna go and how they felt like it needed to be promoted and pushed and what records needed to be put to the top of the list what artists they felt like were gonna be on the forefront but this message is that crazy to think about like imagine that some people just planning out your playlist they're like yeah we're gonna give them this 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 and this and as soon as those artists get to that point where they in their bag and they just speaking that real shit they get simmered to an extent, I mean, you got niggas like E-40 still out here spitting that real shit. You know, there's plenty, it's plenty of artists that's not wrapped up in it. But then, you know, you got that select few that fell into the pyramid scheme. I think that's what it is. It's all just a pyramid scheme. Because it blows me that these niggas can sit down and be like, a stream is worth this much money. You know what I'm saying? Compared to how we get paid, how many songs exist, and how much money we get from this, streams is worth this much money. <clears throat> that shit crazy. Because I'm going to go on a limb and say that they thought to themselves that because they host the platform, they should get the highest commission of the sales. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to pay employees, you got to pay this, you got to pay that, you need, you need overhead. So I'm going to assume that they made sure that they was on the upside of that. 
the upside of that situation. But then where do you go? I guess you would just have to get the real number because of what I was about to say is where do you go when you want to figure out because like if you're getting 100% of your royalties, right? Where do you go to figure out how many subscribers a specific company has versus how many artists they have versus I mean, like I like would you could you set a number? Like could you set a number that was bigger than the number that it already is? Cause at the end of the day, I mean, motherfuckers is taking 90% anyway. Some of these record companies, which is which is on the extreme side, but still, some of them taking about 90% from your fucking streaming royalties. Or from everything that you do. So, with that being said, I'm wondering, like, if they generate three... I mean, three trillion is a lot of fucking money. I don't think it's that many motherfuckers on Apple Music. I'm just being honest. There's people with iPhones right now that ain't got Apple Music. <clears throat> Let's see how many users they got. Because I know for a fact it can't be that, man. They made it a point at the DIY conference in August of last year to talk about how Spotify has gotten so much growth. Okay, so it says um, Apple Music has 72 million subscriptions worldwide in June 2020, up by 4 million from December. Of the previous year it says Apple Music is second largest music streaming service worldwide competing with the market leader Spotify ah lucky home lucky home it's cheaper on Spotify though and niggas get paid way less on Spotify. So you got 72 million people paying about 10.59 a year. And then let's see. How many artists do you think exist in the fucking world that's on Apple Music? Jesus Christ. I want to say a million, but I doubt it. Even though that's not that high of a number. Let's fucking Google it. Can't go wrong with Googling it. Because I know for a fact, if you... If you're an artist and you ain't got your paperwork done, 
your money go to people who got their shit done. So, it says with artist pages for the two point, the two million plus artists on our database. Yeah, so I've, let's go with two and a half million. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, niggas have to get $304 a piece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they got 2 million niggas and they got 72 million subscribers, niggas out of everybody, niggas had to split $304.99. Like, nigga, we all get $304.99 if they just divvied it up. That's where they make that shit a fraction of a goddamn penny, nigga, so they can stock up for a minute before niggas just be hitting, hitting heli streams like that. But shit, if you, if you get, if you get 300,000 people to buy your fucking album, and after taxes you make seven, seven dollars off that motherfucker, you got two million dollars right there as an independent artist. After, well... After the initial taxes that they take off of it, then you gotta pay taxes on that revenue that you generated. So you ain't got two million take home, but you got twenty one. You got two point one million off of three hundred thousand units sold. But everybody ain't buying albums, bruh. They not. I mean, <clears throat> and if they are, the people who selling them units for the most part got a lot of people in their pockets so I mean you still ain't gonna take that two million home if you minus our promo and a couple other things you know what I'm saying you're gonna have to minus our marketing and promo and all of that shit but it still shouldn't cost you that much if you're smart if you've been in it for a while you should be able to get it done <clears throat> Early on, niggas be making a fuck ton of mistakes. I know I did. I made plenty. So, I mean, and then too, what's a mistake? You know, what's a, what's a real mistake when it boils down to it? Ain't now. Ain't now. I can tell you what's a mistake. Going to Walmart. I mean, going to Office Depot for your office supplies instead of Walmart. Walmart's way cheaper. And I need to take my ass to Sam's Club. Because I got a Sam's Club card. And I ain't been using it. It's tripping, tripping, dog. For real. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Niggas gotta bury their head and just make their shit, dog. That's why, that's why I don't like when artists that I know get so caught up and get the record deal, bro. I'd be like, why are you so worried about that? Like, you so pressed about it <clears throat> to the point where you ain't even putting music out because you holding on the records like, this one about to be the one. This one about to be the one. This one about to be the one. Dog, depending on what you rapping about, ain't no one. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no fucking one, dog. 
depending on what the fuck you talking about. If you if you on if you on some bullshit, you might be right. This could be the one. I mean, not even that though, cause some, now it's drowned out. Now they like to be. Now they be like, oh, we need something a little more original. You know what I'm saying? Now they want some more original shit. I mean, you still gotta be original. I guess they write about that. Cause all of the niggas that had kept kept people listening to them had they own somewhat of a style had they own somewhat of a swag <clears throat> they would say all the way oh my shit is 100% authentic you know what I'm saying so if we running with their narrative they shit is 100% authentic period <laughs> you know what I'm saying don't let nobody tell you otherwise but they sounding just a little bit like some other folks sometimes. I mean, everybody's influenced by somebody. That's just natural. You know what I'm saying? It's 4.42. In two minutes, it's going to be 4.44. My daughter was born at 4.44. They called it a minute or two later. But I was like, I mean, it was so close <clears throat> to 4.44 that I was looking at the clock. You know what I'm saying? I'm like looking at her stomach, looking at the clock, looking at her stomach, looking at the clock, looking at her stomach, looking at the clock. But by the time they was filling out the actual paperwork, the lady said time of birth, and they looked up at the clock and said the time that they wanted to say. But the time she actually entered the world was 4.44, Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? I slept with my daughter every day for the first week of her life. Right there on the little couch. They was like, are you sure it's safe? I'm like, I got this. They're like, well, you know, first-time parents always have little mishaps. We've been fine. We've had, I mean, we've had mishaps. That's what happened when you had kids. But nothing, nothing too crazy. 444. And everything we regretted. And we made adjustments. And we made sure that shit never happened again. That's what's important. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. <clears throat> the agenda. The agenda is definitely being revealed. I think... All right, so this is this is this is the line in which I see it going, <clears throat> and y'all gonna have to rock with me on this, right? So, first, um, being on drugs, being a gangbanger, it was weird, right? Then it became cool, like some people always did it. Right? But then it became cool. Everybody wanted to do it. Now, not now, but then, after that, you got um, mass incarceration, which leads to um, 
the perpetuation of homosexuality, which then leads to <clears throat> it being like you got to remember. All right, so let me back up. Right around mass incarceration, boom. It was right right before the perpetuation of homosexuality. That was the taboo thing. Now that everybody was gangster, it was like, nigga, hell no, nah, being gay is fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? We were still saying shit like that. We were saying, ah, nigga, you gay. We were saying stupid shit like that, right? I mean, stupid shit, whatever. We were saying words that we thought were politically correct, right? You could be like, um, you could drop an F-bomb, and I ain't talking about fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the old term for a cigarette. They used to call cigarettes fags back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And that evolved somehow. <clears throat> right? So, it was taboo to be a homosexual male for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Um, lesbians were straight. Butch lesbians got looked at a little differently. But for the most part, early 2000s, it was terrible. You know what I'm saying? For homosexuals. A lot of motherfuckers fought the storm, came to school anyway, didn't give a fuck. For the most part, shit was fucked up. It was weird. People made it weird. All right? So then, leading up to that, you got... The interaction between Birdman and Lil Wayne and all of the other things that kind of, kind of, kind of prepared you for, you know what I'm saying? They started, like, remember, remember when they, they introduced the first cuss word on television, you know what I'm saying? Like the South Park episode, we was all like, oh my God, they're going to say shit on every fucking TV show or damn I think it was and then the second one was hell you know what I'm saying it's like damn they gonna say damn on all of like every show they stuck the word in there you know what I'm saying and people was tuning in just so they can see somebody cuss on each one of these episodes and it was a trendy thing to do everybody was cussing on the episode uh, and, then, and then it elevated to all of the other new words that you can say on TV now. Right? So, they prepared us for it. They ripped the band-aid off a little bit by a little bit. They just pinched you. They pinched you and pinched you and pinched you just a little bit. And it didn't hurt. But eventually, it, it irritated the spot. You know what I'm saying? Turn red. So, that happened. Now, you got the rallies and um, people wanting to get married, which is which is cool. I stand marriage to anybody, right? Then you got the church accepting the gays, the gays, <laughs> the LGBTQ community. <clears throat> and then... Um, not even fully, you know, some people still going to bite back, but that's casualties of war, right? So then from there, you have, <clears throat> you 
worldwide acceptance to the point where if you speak out against or say anything like that, you deemed as weird or crazy or <clears throat> a bigot or a racist or, you know, it's a hate crime. It's a crime. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so we evolving. This is why I'm talking about the agenda. So you see it went from <clears throat> it went from um we talking about the evolution of hip hop, but in regards to how it affected the culture. Right? So we went from positive music, uh, oh baby, you got what I need, say he just a friend, all that type of shit. Gangsta rap, drug music, addict music, uh, perpetuating homosexuality. Uh, we gotta throw Lil Nas X in there. I mean, not just not because he's not talented. I'm just saying. And then anybody else who, you know, young thug wearing dresses and just the little the little the little picks. You know what I'm saying? Pick 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 pick. Like, he didn't say he was gay until after he was, like, hot as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He waited until... I mean, and that's his personal decision. I'm not saying that that's part of the agenda, but I'm not, I'm also saying that it didn't hurt. I'm saying it hurt. I mean, the song would have still been hot. In my eyes. You know what I'm saying? They might have heard, like, hey, bro, you heard a little, you heard a little one boy song? Yeah. <laughs> Little old town road wide. So, but it could have it could have possibly swayed people's perception on who was delivering the message because he would he would he would look before him it was Makona. You know what I'm saying? Other than the fact that Maconan, other than the fact that people didn't look at Maconan as very talented, which I like some of his records. Um, outside of just Tuesday, um, but be, other than the fact that people didn't really look at him as that talented, you had him, Lil Peep, and that was about it. That was on the just hey I am, but McConan not so much. From like a public standpoint, I remember when he said something about it, and then it was just like, yeah, nigga, you was already, you know, people was already like, fuck you and all that other stuff. So, and then maybe it was some some underlying stuff on why he got put out of OVO behind that. Other than the fact they they claim that he just wasn't as talented, and Drake wanted another fucking ghostwriter, but I don't think that that might have been it. <clears throat> but. This is where this is going. I'm warning everybody because people warned everybody before when it came to the homosexuality thing. Which, is it a warning? Because people get to be who they are. You know what I'm saying? But, just like when somebody was a kid and they was like, we gonna, we gonna be able to walk with cell phones on our hands and they gonna go in our pockets. And somebody was like, nah, that's crazy. <laughs> you talking crazy. So what I'm what I'm seeing this is going into is 
So you got the Jeffrey Epstein shit. They talking about all of this sex trafficking shit. And they talking about all of this pedophilia and all this other stuff. So I'm not saying because people automatically be like, yeah, homosexuality leads to pedophilia. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the things that they publicize and pick, 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 pick. And tell us and demonize, demonize, demonize. They end up then appropriating and saying, oh, it's not so bad. Let's go back. It was terrible to be a gang member. They wouldn't dare promote that lifestyle. Now, the rappers wasn't necessarily promoting it. They was just saying, hey, man, this is where we come from. This is what we got to deal with. But if they hire ups and they really scared about their purse getting snatched when they walk in the streets and their daughter's safety and shit like that, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't push it. So first it was bad. They didn't push it. Then they pushed it. Now everybody doing it. So first the drugs was bad. Then they pushed it. Now everybody doing it. To the point where in Portland, you can get caught with so much meth or so much heroin and still go home that night. Maybe even keep your drugs. Then, homosexuality is against the church, it's against the church, it's against religion, it's against religion. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Then what? I don't know, it's not so bad. You know what I'm saying? Pedophilia. Um, Michael Jackson. Our beloved Mike, you know what I'm saying? Our beloved Michael Jackson. Um, all of the other people that's gonna end up coming out about it or have come out, Epstein and all these other, you know what I'm saying, people that was on this indictment and all this, it's just the little pricks. Oh, we found out all of these, oh, it's supposed to be secret celebrities on, but ain't nobody really giving a fuck. Them people still getting support. We making excuses for them. Oh, they probably was there, but they ain't really they ain't really had nothing to do with it. That was just him. Or, yeah, they probably all, but then we be running straight to the movie theater. The prick. So then, 2025, not only can you not whoop your child ass, but they can date a 35-year-old man and give their own consent at seven years old, six years old, five years old, could it be possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's crazy to me. Like, where is this happening at, bro? Which would eliminate rape, eliminate rape altogether. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never met a single female that told me that they had sex at that age and they wanted to do it. 
just my personal experience. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on. I'm talking about me, though. I've never, never heard the story. Now, they might have just said, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've heard, I've heard a couple of those where it was just like, well, yeah, I mean, it happened. And I was just like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Turn a, turn an L into a dub. But I ain't never, ever heard the story go, yeah, it was tight. <laughs> never. I wish I had more tea. I'm burping this shit. It's probably time to go to sleep. But yeah, man. So, the agenda could be like this this could be damn I can't believe I'm about to say this but fuck it cause I don't wanna have to play that game anyway but I love me some Drake but this could be the reason why he could possibly potentially be getting away with I mean Drake said a lot of weird stuff on that last album and the Try Guys said what they said in their video. So, it could just be another prick. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Drake, he, he you know, she 18, but he been knowing her since she was like this age. My mans who got the adopted daughter and then married her. Like, the fuck, bruh? What the fuck? What the actual fuck? And all the sex trafficking and little kids and shit. It's just too much. It's like the whole world is about to be Amsterdam in a minute. Except, I'm pretty sure you can't fuck kids in Amsterdam. But they gonna be reaching for that shit over here. It's gonna be like hell. But I mean, I can't I can't go on record to say America is gonna be like hell because people do this shit all over the world and that's that also does not make this shit okay. Cause I will bop me a nigga. Like nigga will get took the fuck out coming over there with my shit like that. Like, we ain't going. I ain't going on that shit. Like, I'm whooping everybody ass in the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. You know what? In that situation, dog, I probably just have to go. Just go out. Because what you gonna do? You whoop, the, you whoop her ass. You fight this nigga. Then next thing you know what? She's sneaking out the house to go see the nigga or some shit. Like, I just, I just be like, man, take me to jail. I'm finna murk this nigga ass real quick. I call the police right before I do it. Like, come on, get me. <laughs> nigga were like, what? Come on, goddammit, come on, get me. I'm finna snuff him. Schnappalopagus. Yeah, man. I would be, I, would, I mean, look, they setting it up. 
if you can't see it. You can't even tell them little them little kids what to do no more. They already hard headed as fuck. Cause they was hard headed when I was in high school. And then all of them niggas is grown now and then they got kids. Probably. Or yeah, cause some of them probably had kids in high school. Cause they was hard headed as fuck. And some of them probably waited. But shit. Shit's crazy to think about, man. Shit is just crazy to think about. Like, if... If you can't tell your kids what to do and they being manipulated by somebody with way more life experience than them and by law... Is consensual and by law there's nothing you can do about it imagine how that'll make you feel like this nigga 53 or some shit and your baby like 10 or 9 bro hell nah but I'm telling you they warming that shit up because it was a day and age where if that shit was on TV, it was on Lifetime. You know what I'm saying? It was on the news. Now, and it ain't really show nothing or nothing. Now they got movies where young boys is having full-blown relationships with grown men, young girls, and it's meant to be happy or whatever the fuck. Like that shit crazy, bro. But I'm not saying that these things beget these things. So I'm not saying homosexuality is a cause for pedophilia or that going to jail make niggas gay or <laughs> I mean me being a little gangster and selling some drugs or being on drugs and getting caught with possession can lead you to jail. And jail can sometimes lead you to changing your sexual orientation because you find yourself in there a lot of times. And then from there, um, you might just stop right there. You know what I'm saying? Because people say that they born that way. Right? They say, I was born this way. I was made this way. God made me this way. They always fall back on that shit. God made me this way. Like, damn. What way? What way? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what way are we talking about here? Like, God made you what way? I mean, you got to think about it. We also were warmed up to this entire situation with Guess who? Mr. Fucking Herbert. It was funny when he was trying to fuck on Chris. Oh we thought it was funny. You know what I'm saying? You know? That shit was funny. Dark humor. Get your fat ass downstairs and get some popsicles, motherfuckers. He got kids passed out in his basement and shit. 
And guess what? When the nigga's sitting at your dinner table, the most you're going to have to say or do is, Man, with your Mr. Herbert ass nigga, I ain't finna have no Mr. Herbert ass nigga in my house with this bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You going to start roasting this nigga when back in the day, boy, you could have smoked his ass. Like, for real. I mean, it's reverting because a long time ago, we got to remember that people could marry young girls. 13, 12. I was like the marrying age. You know what I'm saying? But with growth, we have realized that maturity is not reached at that level, at that age. Like I made a I made a ton of dumbass decisions all the way up until about 20 something. You know what I'm saying? You got to uh, you got to think about pure pressure. Like what about pure pressure? What if I can't even paint that scenario? I'm not even going to go there. But peer pressure is a hell of a fucking thing to have to go through with somebody who know what they doing as far as manipulation is concerned. So these agendas got to be looked out for, man. Because, yeah, people saying, oh, hell no, nah, hell no, nah, now. They're like LGBTQP, and they're like, hell no, nah, ain't going to be no P on our shit. You know, but then you got motherfuckers coming out on posts saying, well, it's not a choice. It's more so, you know, how we was. Listen, the fact that they taking some of them same defenses, you know what I'm saying? They warming people up to all of these crazy things. Transracial. They warmed us up to it. It's like Epstein gonna be the last nigga to go to jail about that shit. And he, that bitch probably ain't even dead. He probably in another country just waiting it out. He had too much money. You mean to tell me this rich ass motherfucker has so much money that he could skip trial altogether without nobody even knowing, plot out a secret deal. Now, this is all on Netflix. I ain't, I'm not saying shit that ain't Netflix ain't say. He plotted out a secret deal that nobody even knew about. Walked into his first day of court. Motherfucker settling in, getting ready to take his ass up through there. He like, boom, sign a piece of paper, judge slammed the gavel, trial over with. People looking around, looking dumbfounded as fuck. It's like one of the first times in notable history, at least in the past three decades, that this shit's happened. You know what I'm saying? OJ didn't even get that fucking luxury. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bill Cosby didn't even get that fucking luxury. Right? Because hidden agenda. Maybe. Maybe they want the oil fields. Maybe they didn't want them buying MSNBC and telling everybody how everybody was a pedophile. So they set him up as a fucking rapist. And they had to because everybody was in on it. We all, if you, if you take us all down, then what? This shit's done. Like, we living good. 
You know what I'm saying? So whether you come out and lie or tell the truth now, it don't matter. And I said on the last podcast, they paying motherfuckers to set up people who don't mean shit. You think they ain't paying people to set up people who mean something? Wouldn't make sense. So anyway. This motherfucker got so much money that he was able to pull that off. And then not only that, but when he signed that paper, he got off like... 70 other people or a hundred and something other people or 700 fucking people in an indictment like everybody just got immunity with him signing that one piece of paper then he go to prison and he allowed to leave every day like like that bitch was a hotel you know what I'm saying he did come on man come on man that nigga in Mexico somewhere. Or something. He chillin'. He chillin'. And if niggas can think Tupac is alive, I can think Jeffrey Epstein is alive. It's not that far of a stretch. Like, he hung himself in his fucking cell. Got cremated and all of this shit. Like, he was still able to pull off all of those stunts. Even after death. But he just happened to hang himself in a cell. And I just think he would have wanted the world to see it. Why not? Look what y'all done to me. Put itself on display. Y'all fucking ruined my life. This motherfucker still had his company. He was still going to work. Imagine. That's a lot of money. My nigga got a lot of money, bruh. And ain't shit finna happen to him. For real. I wonder, is that what people mean by Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself? I know. I, I hope they don't mean... Or I always thought they meant Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself somebody else did but I now think that they mean Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself like that bitch still alive <laughs> that's what I think that that shit mean now cause people always wince when, when somebody say that shit on TV they be like oh god oh god Epstein that would have been the perfect time to use one of my head tones. Yeah. I don't think. Let's see which one that I had not hit. Oh my god. Yeah, I hit them all already. <laughs> there, man. Every time somebody say that shit. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Look at that. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's the 40 motherfucking eighth episode of the motherfucking podcast, Brody. Like, we made it, dog. I remember when it was like episode eight or some shit. I remember when it was episode one. And we made it. It's your boy. 
not the pedophile Mr. Herbert, but Timothy Westbrook II. Stayed up with y'all tonight, man. Gotta, gotta go shoot a commercial in like six hours, which leaves me a few few hours of sleep. And I think I, I think I can handle that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be able to handle that just fine. So I'm gonna catch y'all on the flippity, man. But before I go, I always have to leave y'all with some words of wisdom. I think that that's important that I do that, right? So, and I got to do it freestyle mode, right? So, I'm going to say it like this. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. You know what I'm saying? Hide your husband, too. Because they snatching motherfuckers up out here, y'all. And on top of that, times are getting darker. And I don't like to say that because people equate that to, oh, yeah, these are the end of times and this, that, and the third. And uh, Jesus is about to come back and all of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I mean, it could be true. You know, my boy Jesus been gone for a minute. But, um, you know, then Jewish people think he'll false martyr and all this other stuff. So it's just it's conflicting stories about the return of Jesus, okay? But what I do want to say is no matter where this world is going, we still need to find inspiration in all of the little moments because that's the only way we're going to make a change. And also, we need to support the things that inspire us and stop not focusing on all of the negative things that that thing brings to the table, especially if they are noteworthy. You know what I'm saying? People say, we, and I forgot to name drop R. Kelly's ass, but people say, R. Kelly did what he did, but he is one of the best R&B singers of all time. And there's that third. That's another print. You know what I'm saying? That's another notch off. So we, or what I'm saying is, are we going to continue to be the people who brought their daughters to that concert? And, may, and, and, and did not leave with their daughters that night and never seen them again. Are we going to continue to be so naive as to let people just pull wool over our eyes in some of the most obvious situations ever? You know what I'm saying? And that, that boils down to protecting yourself, your loved ones, your legacy, your fucking your future as far as how people gonna view the history that they put forward cause all of this shit about to count you know what I'm saying all of this shit about to count towards what what what, what they gonna have in the history books 30 years from now it's gonna all be it's gonna all play a part in 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 
painting a narrative that we probably don't even fucking stand on. So, <clears throat> with that being said, guys, keep it all the way funky motherfucking fresh and make sure that you are not living a life in any type of way that is conducive to your demise. When we're talking about the six degrees of separation, are you around people that are making you go forward? Or are you around people that are pulling you backwards? You know what I'm saying? It's only two ways to go. It's only two ways to go. And right now, <sighs> we're letting a lot of bullshit in. You know what I'm saying? It should be way more Dizzy Wright on the radio than anything else. Because these are the same things that people go to jail for prison for not necessarily selling drugs I mean all of it though selling drugs doing drugs murder anything that niggas glorify you can get locked up for that shit you know what I'm saying so you gotta feed your mind good things in an effort to grow the right way otherwise your environment is gonna always produce what you put into your mind. It's like it's like a 3D hologram, but your mind control the hologram. So you keep putting things in your life that are not conducive to what you actually want. And we're going to keep getting results like this. And depending on who you are, some of these results might not be bad things. If you're banging the set and you love all that shit. If you, you know what I'm saying, is that a third, then you love all of that shit. But what I'm asking you is, is it conducive to the generations that's coming after us? And if you don't care, you might just be a casualty of war. <laughs>